right, and off we go. Good morning. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith, out of Plymouth, Michigan. Welcome to our TR90 Body Burn 30 Weight Management Call. Um, we had a magnificent call yesterday with Nikki, who is very much into the how to do the weight management. Um, I am not right now. I am very much into, well, it is kind of the how-to, but I'm really looking at the brain right now. And so far with brain rules, we've looked at, um, hold on, don't you hate it when you just lose it? Exercise. What am I losing exercise? Exercise and survival. The brain is amazing. Our brain is amazing. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about memory and language. And it's fascinating because it's all based on all that in our brain. Did you know that memories are more likely to stick if they combine information with emotion? So if you can add a bit of emotion to something you want to remember, you may remember it better. Then there's the mental muscle, the Roman room, an ancient system for retaining facts and memory known as the Roman, R-O-M-A-N, as from Italy and Rome, the Roman room or method of loci. It works on the principle of mentally linking the items you need to remember to places in a familiar building in a way that naturally forms a progression. For instance, but try imagining your living room now. Associate images representing the information you want to remember with objects scattered around the room, which you know and don't need to remember because you've kept them there a long time. The technique still works astonishing well, astonishingly well, as demonstrated by National Basketball Association Hall of Fame member Jerry Lucas. He has used the Roman room to, re- to memorize the content of various magazines and books, including the entire New Testament, which he said took him a year to, com- to commit to memory. In 2017, a study of memory athletes who used this method found physical changes in their brain. The changes took place not only within particular areas, but also between them. Connections were strengthened between the visual center and other locations. Moreover, the scientists tra- when the scientists trained average people to use method of loci, or the Roman room, when they were trained to use this method of loci loci and location to recall, their brains showed the same changes as the athletes. You, too, can be a memory champ. And then there's unreliable memory, which is fascinating. Memory disorders range from the transient losses of concussion to the devastating to the devastation of this, this sorry i'm trying to use two bot two areas of the brain together it's not working okay <laughs> all right 
there's an emotional response to dementia too. All right, let's try this again. Memory orders, which range from the range from the transient losses of concussion to the devastation of dementia, can have a profound effect on a person's sense of identity and reality. Amnesia, for instance, a bizarre disorder of memory typically caused by alcohol abuse, Korsakoff syndrome, K O R S A K. OFF syndrome eliminates the brain's ability to create and store new memories. If you meet a patient with Korsakoff's, chat for a few minutes, then leave. When you come back, the patient won't recognize you. However, if you suggest that you've met before, he or she will fabricate a story to describe the previous meeting. Then there are false memories. Memories are also common in healthy people. In one experiment, Elizabeth Lofus, L-O-F-T-U-S, gave adult sus- subjects lists of things that really happened to them as young children. However, Lofus added a lie to the roster that the subject had gotten lost in a mall. About a quarter of the participants said they remembered the false event and many gave elaborate details. People's memories are not only the sum of all that they have done, but they are also the sum of what they have thought, what they have been told, and what they believe, said Lofus. That's really interesting. So memory has a huge emotional component. Here's a case history. Living in the moment, this will fascinate you. More than any poet, mystic, or lover, H.M. lived in the moment. It was all he had, having suffered a serious head injury as a child. Henry Gustav Malaysen, known as H.M. in the scientific literature, underwent a radical brain operation at the age of 27 it immediately became clear that his memory had been adversely affected. The surgeon in an experimental surgery had removed both hippocampi in an effort to relieve his frequent seizures. Molaison could not remember much of what had happened before the surgery. Sorry. Let me fix that. Molaison could remember much of what had happened before the surgery, yet he could not form new memories. Brenda Milner, M-I-L-N-E-R, a psychologist in Montreal, began traveling to his hospital regularly to test Molaison. Each visit seemed to be the first for the patient. Milner learned two critical things that damage to the hippocampus could have such profound results and that Molaison had retained a form of memory based not on cognition but on motor skills. His motor learning evidently evolved in other areas of the brain. Here's something else. Did you know that when you treat depression you usually improve memory. So if there is 
treatments for depression, which have to do with psychiatry and medication, but also absolutely, and it should be the first line of fire, exercise, it improves your memory. So if you're, not, if you're depressed or if you can't remember stuff, you might realize that you're a bit depressed. And if you are, go for a walk and the memory will come back. The next area I'm going to talk about is language today. Language, including speech and reading, are, is, so imp- is so important to human survival that it accounts for a massive amount of cranial space. It's huge. When you, uh, there's a photograph here, and it shows the brain scans in remembering a name or in remembering words, and basically all of the cortex lights up at different spots for different parts of the recall or the memory or the language that needs to be used. And what's interesting is that they do it together so that you've got different parts of your brain lighting up at the same time. So reading and listening. Reading letters silently on the page initiates initiates action to sense the shapes of the letters and words in the primary visual cortex at the back of the brain. It also places demands on working and short-term memory to hold those words long enough for the reader to make make sense of how they form sentences, as well as analytical functions to pull those sentences apart for meaning. Recent research has shown that when an infant when an infant hears words spoken aloud, both the auditory and motor areas of the brain are active activated. You know, you've seen it when you talk to the baby, the baby makes sounds and the legs and the arms are going full tilt but it's not just the legs and the arms. There's also mouth movement. Young babies show equal activity in both areas of movement. Sorry. Young babies show equal activity in both areas when they hear foreign speech. So both the auditory and the motor work together. But as babies grow older, the motor system works harder and harder with unfamiliar languages. Those sounds are becoming more difficult to imitate. So very young babies can imitate all sounds. And if you've listened, babies of a certain language, if you listen to babies who are in English homes, they sound like English babies. If you listen to babies in French homes, they sound like French babble. If you go to other language, The babble that babies make imitates the language that is spoken in the home. A parent reading aloud uses a different brain circuit from that of the child being read to. Reading generally begins with activation of the visual cortex, which sends signals to Wernicke's area. So this is where I'm reading out loud to you. So I'm I'm trying to get Wernicke's area and Broca's area, which is, whereas speaking aloud activates an an adjacent region called Broca's area. Reading aloud requires the cooperation of both areas, Wernicke and Broca's. Language is a mental muscle. 
Children and language. Children raised in a home where two languages are spoken grow up fluent in both, and they don't have an accent. Adults, on the other hand, often struggle, struggle to pick up a second language, and even when they see they succeed, they don't sound like native speakers and they have strong accents. The difference lies in the greater plasticity of children's brain. A young child recognizes, a young children recognize a greater range of language sounds than adults. They pick up vocabulary and syntax more easily, and they process languages more efficiently, activating smaller regions of their brain than do adults. Although the brain is particularly sensitive to learning languages at a, at a young age, it is never too late to benefit from the mental gymnastics of, re of wrestling with a new tongue. Adding a second language improves cognitive, cognitive skills and memory, as well as exposing learners to new ideas. I just wanted to say something else. The amygdala is responsible for both the creation of emo emotions and, em and the memories they generate. The hippocampus converts your short-term memories into long-term forms. So that was why the Russian gentleman could not remember because they had removed the hippocampus and that was affecting converse, the, com the conversion of short-term memory to long-term memory. Did you know that one brain area is completely focused and devoted to hearing consonants? I think that is absolutely amazing. Language. The evolution of language is pretty amazing. Although some scientists believe that the mind can exist without language, others argue that language produces the mind. Without language, I wouldn't say that it is impossible to have mental experiences, but I'd say that mental experience, I would, but I'd say the mental experiences would not be very coherent, says Derek Bickerson. B-I-C-K-E-R, Bickerton, B-I-C-K-E-R-T-O-N. And he is a, an expert in Creole languages. And I am going to stop right there, and we will continue with language. But before I stop, I just want you to think, because we're moving on to the next section. First was exercise. Second was survival. Now we're on to the wiring in the brain. Every brain is wired differently. What you do and learn in life physically change, changes what your brain looks like. Your brain changes when you learn. It literally rewires it. The various regions of the brain develop at different rates for, in different people. No two people's brains store the same information in the same way in the same place. And humans have many, a great number of ways of being intelligent, many of which don't show up on IQ tests.
So that would be it for today. Have a great day, everybody. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith, Plymouth, out of Plymouth, Michigan. I'd like to, oh, before I go, I'd like to thank Brian Curry and Frank Lomas for running the programs. You can find them on SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud, look up Frank Lomas, you will find our calls going back over six years. It's absolutely amazing. We are truly a hard, we are definitely dedicated. And basically, since I've been, since we've been doing these calls, I have been using TR90. And it absolutely does work. You just keep it as part of your maintenance once you've finished. All right. And one last one on Facebook Live at in three minutes, there will be One Team Global, and you can go and learn how to do this business. All right. Here we go. Done. Thank you, Marcus. Absolutely fascinating. I know. Our brains are amazing. They take up 2% of our body, and they take up, but they use 20% of our energy and our our focus and our that's why it's all about the big brain I'm glad you enjoyed it great call Dorcas I loved it very good how are you today I am getting better I'm stronger you sound much better today than you did the other day we are so glad those prayers they work they work. Thank you. It's wonderful to hear your voice, Donna. Love and hugs. Everybody, have a great day. Keep that brain going. And, you know, with even with you, Donna, even just doing arm exercises, that will help with your brain. And if you can't remember something, try and move. Because it truly, when I can't think of something, if I go walk around the house and come back, it comes, it comes to me. So there you have it. Have a great day, everybody. God bless. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Blessings.